Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone. And with us from Florida is our Florida connection, Phil Jakes. Turn that up. Where are you? Actually, don't turn that up. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> I cannot sleep. I cannot What is this weeb crap? I need somebody in all ways. This is a, a virtual YouTuber. Darkness. Wait, I'm turning the camera so Phil might be able to see it. I think it's washed out, though. No, I can't see it. It's all washed out. Webs from all the spiders, catching things and eating Jesse's trying. I wish this was on YouTube so that you could actually oh see what we're doing. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. <laughs> see, that's why we need no. to be back on YouTube so that people can... Oh, it's still going? Please kill it with fire. This is really... This is really why we need to be on YouTube, but... We won't be back on YouTube until like I don't know April, or or we get uh, off our own asses and start to do it ourselves. So sorry. Yeah, sure. I don't have time. Sorry to all the YouTubers who aren't listening to, or YouTube audience who aren't listening to us because we're not on YouTube right now. Anyway, we typically start the episode off with personal updates. Brett, go ahead. I no, I don't have. <laughs> it's I have nothing here. I mean, the only real updates I got is. I got about three weeks left until I'm in a race car. Uh, it doesn't feel like it because there's still snow on the ground. Um, I, ran, I ran out of the right stuff RTV to put my intake manifold back on. Yeah, I should have brought some. Because it was leaking. So I've been working on my car here and there just to figure out what I want to do to it. and I'm just kind of piddling because I don't think I'm in any real rush. I mean, everything, like I said, was new before. So what are you going to really do but inspect it and put it back in the trailer? Um, I mean, yeah, you, you do your normal thing where you look through it, make sure something's not broken or falling apart, but I already did that. Well, so. I'm still waiting for parts that Jake said that were in stock in January, and as of right now, I still don't have them. That's Jake's, though. Yeah, they said, oh, yeah, they're in stock, and right now, no, nothing yet. It's on backwater. <laughs> I wouldn't have ordered it if it was on backwater. Cancel that odor and go to local somewhere. The guy before you got the very last one. Yeah, yeah. that's how. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's always happened. Yeah. That's not the first time that's happened to me before, too. So that's it. With, with Jags, because that's what happens to me. Oh Jags. no, with with uh, local like some vendors around here <laughs> to give it away wow. to somebody more important to me than me. So mm, that's happened. Oh well. So yeah, my car's on jack stands. Uh, I, rate, I want to die. I went through and rated some That's stuff me. and looked at it, and I don't know. This looks fine to me. Uh, so I was working on Jesse's car to get it ready for New Hampshire. We were going to do the same thing as we did last year. Uh, I have my uh, motor I cobbled together in it, and it's the same as when we pulled it off the track from New Hampshire last year because we didn't touch it ever since. Uh, but a bunch of stuff happened. I think there's a issue with the intake gasket leaking, water. And so I went to change that, and we ran out of RTV, so I'm like, okay, well, can't do that. And I was going to do the pinion seal because, for some reason, the thing has a brand-new rebuilt rear end in it, and the pinion seal is leaking like a sieve. Like, it's just a puddle under the car. So I got that apart, and I 
can't put that together because I don't have any RTV. So <laughs> the cheese whiz is gone bad. And I went to work on my other project truck, uh, and uh, that completely failed on me as well. So all I've done is take things apart and haven't put them back together yet because I can't. So there's a black cloud hanging over you. It's a uh, weekend of failure over here. So other than that, I'm just kind of counting the days down. Uh, I can't wait to spend $5.15 a gallon for diesel fuel to get up to the racetrack. That'll be great. I was waiting for Phil to chime in because he daily drives a diesel vehicle and has and he's like, you have no right to complain. You never drive your truck. I never <laughs> drive my truck either. I work from home, so oh, well, that's... I never really go out a whole lot. I Are guess... they hiring? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's not as great a gig as you might think. You sure? <laughs> I, I'm 100% sure. There's days where I wish I could get out of the house. I, I'll trade you. I'll trade you. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I'll trade you. You could be out of the house for 12, 13 hours. That'd be cool. <laughs> Carrying heavy stuff. Pick That's things up too much. Having dogs bark at you. No? Not interested? Oh, all right. No, I'll pass. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh so, uh, I don't have a lot to talk about this week, let's be honest. I mean, we had... What, Not a whole lot going on right now. Yeah, what was happening? Everything's I mean, kind of in limbo. The, I mean, the Rattler happened, but that's not local. I mean, we can mention, we have to mention the passing of Bill Gaston. Uh, that was yes. That surprised the hell out of me. I didn't realize he was sick. Um, but I know he was a guy who was always around the racetrack, and he always would help you out. I mean, he was just one of those guys. He was also the parts supplier for... Uh, certain racetracks with his business, uh, I believe. And he would always have that one obscure part that you thought no one else would have, too. Yeah, and, I mean, he was down at Waterford. He was up uh, up at Stafford also, uh, lending yep. a hand with parts. I actually used his services in 2020 when I did that little run at Stafford because I didn't race anywhere else. And uh, I had actually rubbed through, like vibrated through, the return hose for my power steering pump. So I was dripping power steering fluid, and I'm like, well, I can't fix this. I don't have, you know, an extra dash 10 or whatever it is power steering hose. So I take it over to Bill, and he's like, what do you got? I said, I got this, and he opens up a Rubbermaid tub and has everything I need, including the, the cutters. So he cuts me off a section of, of steel braided tube or hose, gets me two new fittings, like uh, AN fittings for it, and sends me on my way. And I'm like, geez, I didn't think he'd have that. And <laughs> he had exactly what I needed, and it helped me out a ton. I was able to race that night. I think I got a pretty decent finish. But it was really a, a funny thing because I was in the driver's meeting, and I had, I think, uh, two one-inch wrenches or something like that. I had two gigantic wrenches and a length of steel braided hose and some AN fittings, and I'm putting together AN fittings standing up at the driver's meeting. And Tom Fox looked at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, man, I'm busy. Uh, no, but that was fun. You know, uh, Bill, again, he helped a ton of racers out. I know a bunch of guys personally who he put in a car or, you know, helped yep. build stuff or helped fix something or had parts laying around so that he could, you know, help you out if you broke something just that good guy around the track and he's he's definitely gonna be sadly missed so he was a big part of what you know the, all the little guys around here guys like us you know what i mean 
So right, yeah. that was a really sad passing. So I do send my condolences out to the Gaston family and friends and such. So um, I didn't want to go without mentioning that. But also, uh, more local news. The Speed Bowl, after months and months and months of taking heat, has released their 2022 schedule, and I went through it. Now, I think, and I'm, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw at least 23 different Saturday events, uh, but only 13 Wednesday events. Am I, am, did I miscount that or something? Because usually Wednesday guys have a pretty lengthy schedule as well, but I don't know. Yeah, I see they get a little bit of break every now and then. They run three weeks a month, I think. I'm recounting it. Uh, four in August. <laughs> I only count 13. Hmm. I wonder if they're pegging them back a little bit or something. But uh, I think they run more towards the summer. Yeah, I know that's more of a summertime thing. But yeah, so is all of racing around here, to be honest. Nobody raises This is the cold. most uh, wild and wacky coverage we've ever done on a show. Well, we did have Chuck McDonald on that one time. Other than him. Yeah. But, uh, but in general, I mean. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't cover Fast Fridays at Seekonk either. I mean, give give them some break. I, you know I don't I mean? think I've ever been to either of those shows. Oh, I I started my career in uh, 2003 at, at the Wednesday shows. I bought a Mustang for 400 bucks and basically did a little fab work to it, borrowed safety equipment, a truck, and a trailer, and uh, went and embarrassed myself. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, it was terrible. I mean, what are you going to get when you buy a race car for 400 bucks? Not much. There. It was a Mustang. It was a straight was a straight car until I got my hands on it. It had a f- how, lo- how long did it stay straight? One race. Cuz the second race I planted it head on in a turn 4 wall <laughs> and then got T-boned. <laughs> yeah. I believe we straightened it out with a tractor and a chain. And then uh, just welded plates to it and put it back on the racetrack. That's the way God intended. Right. We so. just did it that way. But yeah, I, I think I ran like eight races to start my career down in the Wednesday shows at Waterford in 2003. And then I quit racing for college until well, I was already in college. So, you know, what am I going to be able to afford on a college salary, you know, working part time? So, yeah. And I, I came back uh, once I got out of college and picked up my career in 2008. So... That's where the story restarts. Now, what about the story with the schedule here? With the the schedule, I noticed a few minor. I, I noticed a few details that I wanted to point out. What's cool is that uh, early on in the season, like uh, a few weeks in, they're going to have the small block super modified showing up. Yeah, they, uh, and it looks like Saturday May cool. four Saturday May fourteenth. That looks like a really fun division. That of really race cars. does yeah. look like fun. Really looks cool. Their shock rule is not to be desired for me, but negative. <laughs> I guess what, if what's the shock f- rule? I haven't looked at that. I think that. it's what fifteen hundred dollars a corner. Yeah, 50, they have a dollar limit to, to keep the cost down of fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's keeping the cost down right yeah, there that's, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't even want to know what it was before. Yeah, let's have six thousand dollars in shocks, but what's the engine cost? Probably it's the a, same. It's a three fifty, so who knows what it's the rule a crate is? Engine. Is it a crate? Yeah, they're all is crates. it a six hundred two? So. The they engine cost probably less than the shocks. That's funny. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I can't remember if they're a six hundred two or six hundred four, but that, I, I believe they're 
604. But they're both the same size. But it's uh, whatever it is. I I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, to we're keep... probably wrong and just yeah, we're completely wrong. I mean, we should have looked this up, but I just saw it on the schedule and I figured I'd mention it. They're still um, a cool division. They, you know, the schedule that they posted here is actually pretty nice. Um, it's a really nice table. They even have all the Thursday practices listed, but those are highlighted so that you can kind of use them as a barrier there to uh, for your eyes when you're reading through it. But um, 604 crate engine. Ah, there we go. I was correct. Oh, so the you. engine is more than the What's shocks? the tire? What's the tire width on those? Eight inch, Eight inch wide? That's yeah. a pretty cool combo right there. Yeah, that, that's that got to be a ton of fun to drive. Doesn't, yeah. uh, what's his face drive one of them? Or am I, uh, I can't remember his name now. Bobby Timmons? Yeah, him. He's uh, he's with That's the something. Black Flag podcast too, isn't he? I don't know. I don't listen to. I it. believe so. Yes, <laughs> I believe you're right, Phil. Yeah, there's about fifty of them locally, and we're yeah, one of them. I really need to catch up on some of these other local podcasts. I, just I like don't, BFP. I, just I actually do kind of like them. Yeah, I just don't know any of them because I've never seen them. So they're more northern. <laughs> I don't pay than, attention. So than us, our, yeah, our yeah, territory is down south. I think he runs so, the big boy supers now. They're uh, they're more successful. Us is what you're saying. Well, they are on Speed Fifty One too. That's fair. Yeah. So they are more successful. Yeah, Perfect. A younger crowd. Much better us. We should quit. That's right. <laughs> no, but Bob, <laughs> we should. Bobby does. He, he races the big boy supers. He used to race the small block supers. I think he's got a few wins at uh, Star. Yeah, I'd seen oh. his name and I thought. You know, I not only is it. the shock absorbers $1,500, but they also have to be available to any competitor at that price. So it's basically a claimer it's rule a cl- as well. They have a shock claimer rule. Shock for limit and claimer for fifteen hundred dollars. Okay, I mean now that is blue collar as it gets. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm gonna go buy the cheapest shocks I can get and have somebody claim them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but in order to do that, they, you got to actually be successful. So they drop it on the shaft on the way out of the car. Oops. Up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this one's bent. I don't know what you're buying. Uh, I didn't mean to run it over with the tow truck. Uh, so I'm looking through again. 23 races for a single track around here. That's, that's a, just a Saturday program. That's just a Saturday program. That's a lot of races. Well, good. I hope it. But I think that's built. about what Stafford runs, too. Yeah, I know they have rain dates built in, so that's a good idea. I mean, if you actually got all 23 races in, that would be a grueling season. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, they got to have some rain dates there. I don't even remember the last time I actually raced full-time, but I remember racing full-time, and that was a grind. Yeah, so. it's a grind. Uh yeah, it looks like uh, uh, it looks like the trucks are every week or every other week. You mean the trucks. exit realty? No, speed, speed bull trucks. Speed bull trucks are every week. Yeah, they're just different place on the schedule. If you look at the yeah. table, they're not completely in their line. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I noticed that the remember last year we had to cover the fast five with Sid's view. Um, this year, I only see three races. Yeah, so they're, it's they're, the Fast Three. Looks like the yeah the SK Fast Three. So yeah, they're gonna have one night with Nemo's and Nemo Lights. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, only three I see this well, time. Yeah, Nemo and Nemo Lights are one uh, SK Fast Three. That's the finale for that, and that'll be uh, July 9th. We'll Actually, the... no, that's the second race. That's number two. Yeah, yeah number two. So, sorry about that. Third one is August thirteenth. It looks like so. Um, they have a couple of different, I think it's, they got something penned in for a family fun night around, uh, I figured it would be Memorial Day, but it looks like in the end of June. That looks good. Those usually bring in a good crowd. 
other than that, I don't really see a heck of a lot. I know they were supposed to have another, uh, I think, like uh, Tri-Track or some other. I believe the MR, I thought if I'm checking it up right now, um, but I, I can't believe it's it. Um, the MRS is going to be down there. Yeah, I thought they were supposed to be down there for a couple races. I haven't seen them on the actual track schedule, but they have other touring series listed on the schedule, so to just forget, or I don't know, but we'll probably find it. I see there's a second date for the small block super modifieds on September 7th. Uh, nope, 10th. I'm sorry. I can't read. <laughs> September 7th, they're running Wild and Wacky Wednesday, but well, September 10th, they're going to have the small block super modifieds. Yeah, because MRS doesn't have them on there, do they? No, no. MRS, uh, the furthest south they go is Thompson at the World Series. All right. So let's see. What else they got on here? Nostalgia Nights back for Saturday the 27th of August. Are they running open street stocks again? I've yes. seen rules, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see how that's all going to work out with guys that had open motors that can no longer run open motors. Yeah, because of the street stocks changed from allowing open motors to crates only. So, yeah, I'm just kind of worried that you're going to get a lot of those guys that just don't want to switch over, just going to go to part time schedules and run that. It's going to deplete the regular street stock field and hurt that. Now, what stinks is that I'm looking, but I don't see. Again, I said before, oh, this is nicely laid out, except for. You can't see what all divisions are running, and I don't even see an open street stock division here. I'm looking oh. at the key. Oh, there they are. All right, they were hiding underneath the ba- the bottom of the schedule, but uh, it looks like they're in for the end of the year, September third. It looks like. Uh, uh, let's see, January. Uh, why don't I start at the earliest part of the year instead of the latest part of the year? Uh, I don't see them on the opener, but that doesn't mean they aren't there. Uh, it looks like they'll be there Saturday, May 28th. And then I'm looking through. It looks like they got a 50-lap race July 2nd. I might have missed a date there. Probably not, but whatever. And then they got another race coming up in J- July 30th, if I'm reading that correctly. And, again, I think I already mentioned the rest of them. So. Yeah, September 3rd. So it's like sounds like five or six races. October so that's 1st. not... first. yeah. And then the finale. Yeah, October 1st, and then they go finale. So they're... And then the championship. Yeah. I was just hoping they weren't going to be every other week because, it would, to me, it would kind of defeat the purpose of having I think that they're. I think they're on the Thompson schedule, which means they run six times a year. Yeah. So, again, I think we could go through everybody's, you know, like we usually cover Stafford, Waterford, Seacock, Thompson – but we've pretty much already gone through their major schedules. I think we'll touch on Seekonks at one point just to give everybody the whole southern, southeastern New England, you know, circle of dates that are pertinent to Out their... of BFP's uh, jurisdiction. Correct. Okay. Uh, I mean, we already did Thompson. It's six races. We gave you the two tour dates. And now I have a question. Uh, the last question before you go anywhere. The, the Monaco tri-track... The Monaco Modified Tri-Track Series. The Monaco Ford? Monaco Ford. Or is Ford. it just Monaco, yeah, Monaco family Ford. of dealerships? Yeah, Monaco I don't dealership. know. 
Yeah, the Monaco Modified Tri-Track Series schedule. I see the logo. They have a scheduled date of Saturday, August 6th at the Speed Bowl uh, to be announced. Oh. Yeah. Because I see but, that date on here as weekly racing with their normal things, but they the, have a truck 50-lap race. Right. So uh, there could be dates added to the schedule and modified. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure they just kind of had this one yet. laid out, and they're just like, okay, we'll just throw this out. So that they can at least have it. Yeah. So this is yeah. This isn't going to be set in stone. I think there's still other things to work out. Obviously, we've already mentioned that the opener or blast off 2022 is going to be April. Uh, I'm sorry, May sixth and seventh. Third times the charm. Uh, they're going to have a 71 lap SK modified race to signify 71 years of racing at the Speed Bowl, I suppose. And again, so keep your eyes peeled for more dates, I suppose. Um, I'm sure they will be announced shortly, especially when, you know, you see people like TriTrack having stuff as posted on their website. So, again, you're going to see people like the Exit Realty Pro Trucks because the Speedball Run Trucks, you're going to see those guys show up. You're going to see NEMA, NEMA Lights a couple times, Small Block Super Modifieds, which I think are going to be fun. Uh, let's see. I wish they would have the uh, old-timers run the cars at Nostalgia Night again. That would be fun, but... I don't think they could afford to fix them anymore. Uh, and then, yeah, I'd, they're going to have the Legends Fall Classic is listed for Saturday, eight, October 1st. Uh, I'd like to see the uh, whatever they've got going on for that. Um, anything to bring Legends cars in except for having INEX sanction. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, they got to work on that because they're not going to get anything until they show up. We've beaten that horse to death, so... Yeah, this this tracks down here that, that don't have Inex and they have no cars, and then you go to another track that does, and they're absolutely packed. So, like I said, doesn't matter where you are. It's it's Inex draws for a reason. It's the points. It's all regional and national points, and the way they roll, they they do them, it actually attracts people. Like they don't run those national races because they don't pay points. I mean, they go because it's a major event held by the people who build and. Uh, sanction the the racing so yeah, it's a legitimate right. sanctioning body yeah so they have their act together right aren't they owned by nascar pretty sure uh humpy wheeler is not oh really... uh, so it's like smi so it's like dark side nascar something like that yeah yeah dark so side of the nascar yeah so it's essentially <laughs> the same i can't say the same they're not the same all right so we we should mention Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the Street Stock Championship, Northeast Street Stock Championship. Oh, they're going to have that again and this year? Smacktoberfest is the last one. Oh, yeah, the last, last, last race. Not the finale, but the last, last race. The Saturday, October 22nd. The finale, they should have called it the epilogue. Yeah, the almost finale. <laughs> the penultimate. <laughs> the finale and then the epilogue. Yeah. Uh, Street Stock Championship, again, looks like it's back. And Smacktoberfest, Outlaw Street Stocks. Some what other, did that pay last year? I don't remember. I know we mentioned it, but I don't remember. It might have been twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, because I remember it wasn't very well advertised to start off with. I'm wondering this year if uh, actually seeing it on the schedule and knowing what it is now, maybe it'll get some more cars. Word of mouth is going to be the only advertising that this place gets for who knows how long, to be honest. And I hate to be a negative person about that, but that's just how it's been the last handful of years. Anyway... 
Uh, any other comments about that? I'm just going to move into something else. No. Uh, so I'll mention that Ty Majeski won his fifth uh, Rattler 250 in South Alabama. Uh, what's the name of that track, anyway? It's South Alabama Motorsports or something like that? I think it's South Alabama Speedway. Okay. Uh, I know it's becoming one of those... Uh, you know how they have a handful of uh, super late model races and other types of races that kind of are starting to grow in popularity? Yeah, in popularity. Uh, this is one of those. Uh, and it has a wild victory lane tradition where they hold the rattles, the live rattlesnake up on the shoulders of the winner. I really hope it's been devenomized or something or defanged or whatever. But I have no idea, but I wouldn't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't want to be the insurance policy on that track at that date. That's you see, all I want. You just see Bubba the Snake Handler slip a little. Oh, I dropped him. Yeah. Oh, I slipped out. Look, I. He's got track marks on his arm, and they're not heroin needle marks. His skin's all <laughs> his skin's Jeez. all like rotted and reformed, like Jeez. itself from snake bites and shit. Yeah, looks like a broken window. <laughs> all right. Yeah, there's so. no way. At no. all that I I would finish second, just so I didn't have to, and give up all the money. Oh, jeez! But I would slam on the brakes coming to the line. But this no, I wouldn't. This begs the question: Is this one of the most wild and uh, interesting victory lane or fun victory lane celebrations in short track racing? I'll give you some examples. We got the Milk Bowl up in Vermont at Thunder Road. At the end, the winner has to kiss the cow. So. That's pretty interesting. Uh, you got the high kick 99 in Florida where you got to kiss the ass. I mean, you got to kiss the donkey. <laughs> Phil's not speaking about it for some uh, reason. <laughs> the, the first two years, it was asses kissing asses. So I get fair. But <laughs> uh, and then Patrick, he, Patrick doesn't listen, so he can't give me shit. Oh, come on. Uh, anyway, He's so. Busy. Yeah, I, I bet. You got the King's Royal at Eldora where the, the winner gets dressed up in like full velvet robe and uh, crown and staff and uh, cape and they get to sit in the throne and stuff. So that's, again, that's kind of an interesting tradition to me. Uh, and then you got like, uh, I won't say it's a short track tradition, but it's the New Hampshire Motor Speedway one where they give out the lobster. You got to hold that up in victory lane. Kiss the lobster. Yeah, anybody else got any like interesting traditions? I mean, uh just uh the Indy 500 had the milk. That's kind of bizarre a little bit. You don't usually want to drink milk at the end of a race. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what one of my favorite to watch was? Hmm. World Series Saturday night. I was hoping somebody level. would mention that. That was always God damn it when I won the World Series. I was wishing that it would be on a Saturday night because of that. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, you got to miss out. Jesse didn't miss out. Yeah, he yeah, got to that do that. That actually was really cool too. That yeah. I had that happen, and that was a lot of fun. I'll yeah, tell the, you that the much. Blewett gang on Saturday nights made that show. Even if it was boring, you know what I mean. They would still make Victory Lane fun. Yeah, Victory Lane made the show. Completely I mean, how fun angry. is that to go to every Victory Lane of the winter and just. And just celebrate and party, and it was just really cool. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. Those guys made it so much fun. I mean, it, it made it a big deal, and the World Series is a big deal. It really and, is. Uh, that kind of celebration really legitimizes it. Mm -hmm. Really does. 
So I'd like to hear from the audience if anybody knows of any other weird Victory Lane traditions there are. Send them our way. You can send them to uh, anchor.fm slash makinglaps if you want to hear your actual voice heard. Or you can email us to makinglapspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just DM us on social media. I give out those at the end of the show anyway. So if you want to do that, feel free. Uh, let's see. I know there's that. Again, I'm, we're at that point in the there's season. There's not much to talk about right now. We, no, we're at that point in the year where like nothing local is going on. It's almost going on, but it's not going on yet. Uh, oh, yeah, I should mention this. Uh, I got to mention the... David Gill and racing truck hauler driver, uh, Steven Stotts. Uh, he was hauling the DGR number 17 ARCA team car out to Phoenix so that they could run the ARCA series race out there when he was involved in a highway accident and the truck flipped, crossed the median, burst into flames, just a horrific accident, like a total loss, completely everything. And Stotts lost his life in the accident. Uh, two of his co-drivers were also injured but are uh, actually in stable condition, and I don't even know if they're still in the hospital right now. But uh, So the team, and that's a really terrible loss. You know, you never hear about these hauler drivers getting into accidents. I can remember a few catching fire. Uh, I can remember back in the early 90s, what was it, Jess? Uh, somebody's hauler fell off a bridge or something, uh, or it was a br- Bodine or Junior Johnson's hauler? God, was it Kowicki or somebody? I don't know. Somebody lost a hauler in the early 90s, and that was like unheard of. And you never hear about it anymore because these guys are just true professionals and just you never hear about accidents. Uh, so the DGR team had to basically regroup like immediately. Um, they loaded a backup car, I think, onto one of their truck series haulers because the haulers weren't, yep. uh, they weren't racing. The trucks weren't racing this weekend. So they loaded one up last minute. I don't even think it was lettered. I think they sent the lettering with it. Uh, but they sent that to Phoenix. It got there on time, literally two day back. Just they had to turn around so fast. Um, but Taylor Gray piloted that car, and he had all three names above his door, and he had just a black 17 car. And you know what? For the first time in a long time, I can say that the Arca series was pretty good. They had 37 or 38 cars started, and there was actually group racing going on, even at Phoenix, a track that doesn't race well at all. Uh, no good racing ever happens at Phoenix unless it's a restart. Uh, it doesn't matter. Or what, on iRacing. Or on iRacing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Taylor Gray picked up the lead late and. He won that race for DGR in the team car that got destroyed in that Texas highway crash where his hauler driver was killed. Just a really emotional moment. I mean, I was I was watching it, and I was just like, man, that's really cool. And I saw David Gill, and he got all choked up, and all the other crew guys were all choked up. I mean, that's a big, big deal. I mean, if you didn't catch it on Flow Racing, get yourself a Flow Racing subscription. Their coverage is unbelievable, and all the NASCAR touring stuff is going to be on there. ARCA, uh, whatever they call it now, East and West, uh, NASCAR Modified Tour. It's all going to be on there, so just get it. You can watch Stafford. You can watch Thunder Road. You can watch uh, Oswego. Oswego, yeah. You can, watch all, you can watch Dirt Racing and Eldora, and you can watch anything. So Yeah, seven days a week you can watch racing. Brent, two cents have been deposited into your account. Did they give me it? For for your uh Get plug. Flow Racing for everybody. your plug. The the subscription is totally worth it. 
I need to I need to get ads back on this show because I gotta upgrade stuff. Uh, anyway, why don't you sell them ad space, please? <laughs> Can you guys well. give me a free subscription because I mention you in literally every show? Uh, so that's just a really cool moment, and I really hate it for the Stotts family and and all his friends and uh, DGR just goes through. They went through a lot with that one. That's just a tough deal for everyone involved. Uh, but I'm glad it had a really cool outcome and that Taylor Gray was able to pull out that win. So uh, we can move on um, to, again, <laughs> nothing going on. we got to mention just national races, which kind of uh, sucks. Well, I have a question <laughs> about the weekly. Oh, please. Please give I me a question. I have a question about, about the, um, well, the, the national championship, like for NASCAR and everything. Okay. Okay, for the weekly series, all right? The Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series now, I believe it's called? Yes, the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Division Series. Nothing in Connecticut. The only thing around here is Seekonk right, for yeah. Division One. So uh, it's what Keith Rocco and Ted Christopher used to win. Used to. Yeah, they, they won that. Now they don't uh, because they don't have any NASCAR tracks anywhere around here. There used to be three five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. Now there's, there's nothing. All right. Actually, there were four. Yeah, Seekonk was around, too. Can I just say the whole limp-wristed attempt at promoting this thing that they do? Because I tried looking. It took me a little bit of digging. I saw you digging for like 10 minutes here. Yeah, (laughs) in order to figure out what goes on, uh, how did did they get points? Hmm. How did they determine a winner? What is it about? Nothing is on the NASCAR Roots website nascar.com forward slash roots nothing is there there's the standings which is a a link that redirects you to racing reference which is a great site and they have a lot of great information but it's not their job to tell it's not racing references job to tell how it works i don't know how it works man it's not I thought I it used was, to be in it, and I don't even know how it works now. It was like track; all tracks had like the set amount of points or something. And you could get a certain amount of races that go to your national thing, and it's your best number of those total or something. Ah. I had to I had to like <laughs> Google it, you know, for a little bit, and I tried digging on the NASCAR Roots website. That didn't work. So that's really sad. So the, racing reference, by the way, is owned and run by NASCAR now. Oh, really? Well. They got a good portfolio there of a lot mm. of information, really good for historians. So that's cool. Okay, so I saw the point system. The system rewards two points per position in the feature event with a maximum of 25 cars. So at least it gives me some detail on Wikipedia. <laughs> that's not. And that's known for a haven of, of useful information and Wikipedia trustworthy sources. Wikipedia is, is not yeah. a source. When is I went, it current? Is it accurate? Yeah. When I. <laughs> When I went to when I went to Yukon, they said Wikipedia is not a source. When you have to do a work cited, it is not a source. Okay? Yep. That's what it said when I was in college too. No. Like nope, anybody can change that. Is so that no. and the stock car wiki page that's not even up to date because it still has uh yes. tracks in division four. Yep, so that's useless. So I just wanted to see how how our local guys are doing in a national format with national competition. I like to see stuff like that. You're probably going to have to go way up north towards like New Hampshire. uh, Probably just New Hampshire because that's the only thing that's going to be here. 
Yeah, uh, apparently, uh, well, Peyton oh. Sellers, we all heard of. He won a championship last he's year. He's won a few times, actually. Yeah, he's, he's Jacob, Jacob Goyed, is that his name? Yeah. He he won a couple of years ago. But, yeah, well. you go down to fourth place, it's like Todd Patton from Hudson, Claremont, and Menadnock. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, 30 starts. He finished fourth. He had 12 wins. So it's like, I don't even know anything about this. That's a NHSTRA mod, I believe. Yeah, 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 they're all the New Hampshire mods because they have the tri tri. They have like all similar rules and everything, all similar ownership. Oh, Matthew Kimball. If you start going Kimble. down to Division two and three, I bet you start seeing a lot of Stafford guys. No, because they're not NASCAR. Nope, no NASCAR. Guys. <laughs> oh, that was. I'm thinking last year they were still NASCAR. No, it was the no. Year before, they they bad. quit last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to see if there's something, but there's there's just no promotion. There's no anything about it. You have to either you have to be in the club, even yeah. though we're not. It doesn't really, matter anymore. We're not even really in the club anymore. I mean, everything it, it, within the le- weekly racing series and the local guys, it just feels like a club thing. It feels it, like we're just a part of like club racing, and. There's no real promotion or anything to try to get new members in. You kind of have to know somebody and they have to vouch for you for your own existence to break mm. into the sport. Right. To, to participate and, and check to see what information goes out there. It was just too hard to find this kind of thing. I don't even know how much it pays yet. I, have a du- <laughs> I don't know if to, what they get for in awards. I don't know anything about all these kind of questions. I just don't I've know. heard I've heard that the Division One national champ might get a hundred grand. Um, that was a few years ago, though, and I can't verify that in any way. So that's only my speculation and basically offhanded hearsay. Yeah, how would you know? Because the NASCAR roots. I know the the Division One uh, state champ down here, Brad May, got five grand. Okay. That's so, okay. But that's quite the difference. That's, that's cool, but there's no, <laughs> there's no news on it. There's no banner. There's no link to it. There's nothing. I've seen better roots on a daffodil than Dude. on NASCAR.com for its last roots. Well, they just no. want traffic to their own website for their headlines. They I don't care about anything else. If you go to the, if space. you go to the main link, it goes at the Ooh. top at the. There's a little sub menu that says NASCAR 101. Great, click Ooh, on it. All right, me. tell me about my local heroes. Uh, let's, nope, that's let's not also local. talk about. Nope, it's real all quick. regular. It's all the the main NASCAR. Jesse, let's talk about one thing real quick. We're now on our own separate website instead of on the main NASCAR website. Remember when you used to log into NASCAR.com? It would say, say the Nextel Cup Series, the Bush Grand National Series, the Craftsman Truck Series, NASCAR Home Tracks, Wheel and Modified Tour. Like it was all up top in this bar. Yeah, it used to be and all now you got to fucking go find it and look and it redirects you here. They don't give a shit about us anymore. No, they're so far past it. It's it's now a niche. Even NASCAR itself is a niche. NASCAR is like the government they're because so there's a hundred reality that they don't know what the. Now nah, forget it. Go ahead. There's there's two hundred channels on TV back back in the day when NASCAR is really really starting to get popular. There was four, if you were lucky and you had good <laughs> signal. So now we have. So now even NASCAR is a niche, and now we're just a sub niche, of a niche, and, and- we. St- 
And you hear all these they people. Don't, they don't care. And you hear all these Darfs bitching about uh, the races not being exciting enough at the end, even though they were just perfectly fine races because they weren't like nose to tail for the lead. Well, go to your short track then. You know, you'll probably see it, it two or three times a night, you jerks. Yeah, go to yeah, so, yeah. They don't say that though. Yeah, the, the, there's nothing. It, it seems like they're just letting it rot off the vine, as far as what it, what their short track program is, because there's absolutely no effort to to communicate, grow, figure anything out, answer any questions, and promotion. I, I don't it, see anything. To me, it seems like a money grab. Yeah, they uh, want to charge twenty five dollars for this license, twenty five for this, fifty for that. Like, the, the, it seems it seems like they're going to get whatever they can until it dies. When I went to New Smyrna the last time, and I went to the handicappers booth to to sign all my paperwork, I looked at them and I said, "What benefit does this give me?" Yeah, insurance. Nobody can tell me. No, no, one nobody can tell me. What the NASCAR paperwork? what benefit does having a NASCAR license and me racing under NASCAR points, what does that give me anymore? Uh, accident insurance at the track. Okay, the track's got to hold its own insurance anyway. Right, but that, yeah. <laughs> oh, they I know the your, limits are going to be different. I get that, but... They can take your media at any time without any notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could suspend you for actions detrimental you to the sport. You can't use of a GoPro racing. in your own car that you spent money on yourself to video yourself for future use. Fuck right. off. That's a complaint, <laughs> Phil. You can't say that. Actions detrimental to the sport of auto racing, subsection That's 12 right. F. And a thousand dollars. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about the Wheelman series. I'm complaining about NASCAR. And no, we're going to give you, <laughs> we're also going to give you a gigantic fine so that you give us more money. Because we didn't Real like Man what you series said. is about the best damn thing going right now. Ah, it sounds like a good thing. I've seen a lot of videos on it. In, it uh, looks fun. Fifty-one. Okay, say. Yeah. So it's good. So yeah, local racing. Good luck trying to find it in a nationwide setting. Which Don't sucks. know nothing about it, but whatever. Hopefully, something comes along <sighs> after NASCAR dies. <laughs> it, it, NASCAR. I, I will say this: they've actually seemed to put a little more effort into the modified tour by sticking them on flow whereas like nbc whatever nbc that was, sports gold was just it was ugh. yeah it was not good and with them putting on uh flow i believe they have ben dodge and kyle ricky as the commentators for all the modified tour races don't they is it kyle or joe Coss? maybe it's joe Coss. i, I can't joe remember Koss. what they said but they i had him for the first having... one but i don't know about the rest Taking that extra step and having, whether that's a NASCAR decision or a flow racing decision, but having someone that's familiar with these drivers and familiar with the tour commentating on the race is going to be a huge upgrade for those. Yeah. Hopefully. But, again, people have to buy it in order to see it. So. Yeah, right. So Until um, then, we'll have to wait until we'll see which uh, tail wags the dog. Yeah, we'll see. So, we'll move on because of nothing to talk about. We'll just keep it short this week, I guess, huh? All right, Nationwide. Nationwide ran Xfinity. at uh, it, Yeah, whatever. They ran the Xfinity Series, Nationwide the series, Bush series, Bush Series, whatever the frick series it is now. They ran at Phoenix. 
which I didn't want to talk about because Phoenix is boring. But is it ISM Raceway or is it Phoenix? It's Phoenix. I thought IS. No, it's not ISM anymore. I thought that was some pyramid scheme again that got freaking shut down by the government. That's, yeah, Phoenix. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't like seize the racetrack. I'm gonna look that up now. Uh, ISM. What the hell is it called? <laughs> I think it was called ISM Raceway. No, but what's the acronym for ISM International? I stole money. Stole money. I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, shut down. Yeah. <laughs> no I don't know. This is. I can't find anything about what it used to be. Raceway. You're gonna have to check on. Damn it. Wikipedia, the non-source. <laughs> what the hell was ISM? Oh my god. I want whatever this is to die. <laughs> oh, they put it behind a paywall. You dickheads. Dead air, Brent. ISM Connect. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sorry, I got stuck I, I got stuck behind a paywall on whatever I was trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah. It's still apparently a thing? Yeah, but I think they No, that's a different company. Okay, so we were wrong again. They lo we lost all sorts of what they used to be. They were so erased from the lexicon, I suppose. <laughs> mm. All right, so they were in at Phoenix in the Xfinity series instead of all three of us looking that up. I guess I'll move this thing along while they do that. Um, we expected some tension between Ryan Sieg and uh, Ty Gibbs. I guess they NASCAR has this ridiculous habit of. You two play nice now. I'm going to put you both in the truck for, for uh, what do you call it, going around the racetrack, the driver parade there, where they stick them in the back of the truck and they have to wave. Yeah. They, they always stick the two people who had beef in the same truck at driver intros the next week. Every well, week. Well, didn't, didn't they qualify next to each other? That doesn't even matter because every single time, we know it. We know it. Just by some weird reason, they get in the same truck. Every time. Doesn't matter what series. Doesn't matter who it is. They're always there just because it's a storyline. Um, I really wish there was a microphone there. They probably didn't say a damn thing. Uh, anyway, Josh Berry got into Ty Gibbs later on Yay! in the race. Under the white line in, I think, what the hell turn is that now? Two? Seven? Maybe? I'm used to the old setup, and I'd call that three and four. And then you got one and two and the dog leg. And that's how it used to be. Now the dog leg is one. I don't know what the hell two is. I think that's two. And then they come around the straight or the start finish line. It's three and four now. I don't even know. Um, you got me. So anyway, Barry gets into Gibbs, spins his ass out. Uh, but I do, I do put that on Josh Barry. Uh, because if you dive under someone on one of those, like a very low line, like under the white line, that's now your line. Uh, you chose to run down there. I've, t I've said this to people all the time. Uh, the person above you that you dove under has zero obligation to move up and let you come up. So if that's what you do and you wash them out, that's your fault. So I got to pin that one on Barry. Uh, I keep, you know, sometimes like when I'm racing, people try that on me and I won't move up and they'll say I'm a blocker. And it's like, no, you chose to drive down there. Uh, if you couldn't get grip and I held you down there because I stayed in my lane, uh, that's your fault. 
because you went there. You chose that. I don't have to give you shit. So suck it. Anyway, <laughs> I see I see Phil smirking like, yep. The, the worst is uh, turn three at Thompson. They have to fucking put a white line on the bottom of that so people can see it because some of these old timers in the back of the pack <laughs> have no idea. They can't see shit. If you're driving down that far going into turn three at Thompson, you've A, never been there, or B, are an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. But if you drive the down World the series, flat, you're tw- an idiot. 2018, the World Series, it was the last one I ran there, last race I ran there. I just remember going down the backstretch on lap one, and these guys are just just going everywhere. I'm like, where are you guys going? There's no racetrack down there. There is not. This is not the dog leg at Phoenix. You can't just drive into the RV lot. It's not going to work. Yeah. I've I've said it for years. They got to put a line down there and call it an out of bounds line too, because a lot of people do go down there and use that turn to try and wash you up, like you were saying, and it causes a lot of shit. Usually because there's a very steep banking transition as well. It's a stupid yep. idea. You don't want to do it. Uh, and you know what? Racing on the road course, those transitions suck. They really do. They suck. Uh, I'd probably be out there on the road course this year at some point with my uh, Crown Vic. I'll probably take it out to a track day. That'll be fun. I got the date for those. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. You can look it up on their website. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I give that to Josh Berry. He definitely did that, but I'm not sad about it in any way. No, not at all. Nope. Um, it put Gibbs behind on a set of tires, basically. Uh, but Noah Gregson, he showed dominant speed all day. And if you're going to call the race boring because he was out front all day, well, that's pretty much it. Because I believe he won the first and second stage and the race. So... They've already put themselves into playoffs, and I can't stand saying that because I hate the playoffs, but whatever. Ah. His average finish so far in the year is two. Really? He's got a third, two seconds, and a win. That would probably be two then. <laughs> I mean, the math, <laughs> two and change. The math yeah. checks out, right? All right, so um, I do want to mention a few good runs that people had. Trevor Bain was back in the 18 car. He had good speed until the very end uh, that he kind of fell off. But it was nice to see him having a good run. Uh, the big surprise was John Hunter Nemechek in the Sam Hunt 26 car. He had the surprise run of the day. Uh, he was running around the top five like all day and ended up finishing in the top five. So they, I don't know where Sam Hunt came from, but they ain't no damn back marker, that's for sure. That's like two. I don't know. Those are Toyotas, right? I think they are. Yeah, yeah, they got to be because uh, John Hunter drives uh, for Kyle Busch in the truck series, so that's a Toyota thing. Yeah, they're not going to cross manufacturers if you go up or down. So I wonder where they're getting their equipment from. I wonder if they have some sort of uh, Gibbs connection. I wonder. It probably is. Yeah. Who's? I don't remember. I showed you the other day. I don't remember who's listed to drive that car, but I thought, wasn't Daniel Hemrick listed on it? He might be. I'd have to go look it up. But I doubt it because I know he's running uh, colleagues I can't... stuff. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's running colleague. I'm thinking he was running full-time in the Cup Series. No, I believe he's full-time for colleague in Xfinity with select Cup starts for uh, what gotcha. you call it there? Colleague? Matt Colleague's team? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I know that uh, Derek Griffith is going to be in that 26 Sam Hunt car at some point this season. That's another driver that's had a uh, Gibbs connection or a Kyle Busch connection. Oh, who's that? Uh, I forgot who Derek who we Griffith. Were oh, Derek. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he. So uh, Ryan Truex is also in it. He didn't. I don't think he's driven anything for Gibbs or or Kyle Busch. I'm just seeing a, a little bit of a uh, trend here with John Hunter, Jeffrey Earnhardt, and Derek Griffith. Has Truex been in the car yet this year? I feel like he has. I can't remember. I Was think he may, may have year? run Daytona. He might have run the second race. I can't remember where the hell that was, but um and and then Parker Chase is the other driver driving that oh, car. Oh, California. He might have been in California. I can't remember though. He ran in Las Vegas. Brian Truex. Truex ran in Las Vegas? Yeah. In the 18? Yeah, DNF. DNF. That's not good. <laughs> I wish I hadn't mentioned it now. Um lap 15 done. Ooh. That ain't good. Yeah, I think it uh yeah, I think he had engine trouble. Well, that sucks. Yeah, right away, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Him and uh, Landon Castle did, I believe. Landon went up in flames that race. So, yeah, it's nice to see these these smaller teams have good luck. I mean, watching Sam Hunt's team, watching um, Bobby Dodder's team get a win uh, and then completely suck the next race. Uh, I mean, I mean it's not the, the way equipment. the cookie Can call a spade a spade? We're not going to say it's the equipment. Let's just put it that way. Because it's the nope. same that's car. The you can't way, take the same car and suck with it. That's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, you know? <laughs> cookie bounces or something. What are we talking about cookies for? Anyway. It just happens racing. Jeez. Some days are good. Some days you stink on ice. That's you know? us all the Especially time. Especially if you're a small team. Like you know? I said. Anyway. No, it, yeah, it's definitely nice to see the smaller teams running up and there. I, I didn't expect the smaller teams to be running so well in Xfinity because they didn't change as much. The word was that the next-gen car and Cup was supposed to bring the smaller teams up, which, to be fair, for a lot of them it kind of has. But uh, I didn't expect it to be in Xfinity. So I think that these guys are starting to kind of latch on to the whole idea of uh, alliances and such. So I'm I'm kind of guessing that's where some of these smaller teams are getting speed from. It's so. kind of like Tatalia family being controlled by Barzini or something like in the Well, and field. also don't forget those Xfinity chassis are the same as the old Cup car chassis and with all the old Cup cars being available that's guys might have gone out and spent some money on some Gibbs cars and some Hendrick cars. Yeah, they probably got them at the uh, fire sale prices too cuz what the hell are they going to do with them? Right. It's all old equipment. There's a ton of it, so it's it's. I'm. It might create a very temporary but very interesting boom period because, uh, like back in the, was it eighties, nineties, etc., when the heyday of the Arca series was around, when everybody had the same cars, Arca, Bush, yep. Cup, they literally all had the same cars. So I mean, I'm sure this chassis would be legal for a lot of other stuff, like maybe Arca. I'm not. I sure. I bet it's the same as an Arca car too. It's just too bad that the engines aren't the same. But they're too expensive anyway, so. All right. We should move it on to the cup race. Now, if we're going to be fair, we'll probably say that so far this year, this has been the most lackluster race. And that's actually saying a lot. Because I wouldn't call it a bad race. No, not at all. But, it, again, you can't ex you can't create this idea that with this new car... 
every single race is going to be amazing. You can't. It's I don't want that to be in any. I don't want that to be in every race either. I don't want because it just sounds dishonest if every does. race is going to have. Uh, a green white checker or they're going to have amazing door to door finishes it just if it's not organic then it feels dishonest i don't think every race should be like daytona and talladega and have a yeah great no, a ton of passing was. but a ton of cars getting piled up i that, don't want that either that's what it was the last few years and we hated it sometimes you need a stinker every now and then just so that the the really good races come out much better you, you'll feel you'll feel like you really watched something if the last race before was a real snooze fest. And it wasn't even Don't that worry, bad. Pocono and Michigan are coming. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I love Pocono. I'm sorry. It's I love Pocono nap. and Michigan too, but they're both. They usually just get one guy runs away and everybody else is like, fuck. <laughs> Basically. But no, it, it, was, it wasn't that bad of a race. I still don't like Phoenix and I'm never going to waver from that. I don't like the crackhead idea of putting the start-finish line in turn one and then building all the grandstands around it. I don't like the crackhead idea of repaving it so there's banking in the dog leg and then having the idiot idea to freaking take that dog leg and say, nah, you don't have to race here. You can just go in the RV lot. You can drive all the way the frick down to the inside wall. It's like, you know, there's a white line painted on the racetrack. <laughs> Maybe you should adhere to it. Because I liked it back when the, the dog leg was flat. And it almost seemed like both of the major turns had different banking in my mind. It almost seemed like they were the different radius and they, they raced different. It was a very unique track. And you didn't pass at all in the dog leg. You had to pass in the corners and it made it a little more interesting. Now it just feels like a gimmick. you know. Now it just feels like, oh, let's just pile 18 cars in here and make it look like they're going to, you know, smash the shit out of each other. And sometimes they do. And it's only ever good for action on restarts. It doesn't matter what kind of car it is. It can be the trucks. It can be Xfinity. It can be the old style cup cars. It can be the next gen cars. This, the constant remains that this track only produces good racing on restarts. Cause mm -hmm. once it strings out, you're dead. And it doesn't matter what kind of car it is. It just always does it. So, again, trying to keep this episode short this week because we don't have anything going on. I will mention the cup race at Phoenix because they made a little bit of history. Uh, they had Chase Briscoe becoming the 200th different winner in Cup Series history. Other Stuart Haas racing cars were strong as well with Kevin Harvick being quick. I forget how many uh, races or years it's been since an SHR car won. New Hampshire last year with Eric Amarola. Was Did, it last year? Yeah, the last year yep. at the at New Hampshire. Did not expect Amarola. He was their saving grace on the year. That was oh. the only high point. That was the only race they won that year as a team. That's right. And I forgot about that. It was a, yeah. Other than that, they've really needed another win. They've been a, a real. Uh, struggle. And he won it legitimately, not on strategy, which was really interesting for he, Eric. He is typically good at New Hampshire, though. So yeah, he, yeah, yeah. That was a good run for that team. They really, he was really good when we were up there. Yeah, he was. He was leading I mean, when we were there. Right now, you have to think that Stuart Haas Racing is definitely second fiddle in the Ford camp to Penske. So oh, they God, yeah. really needed they, this one. They to might boost even their be stock. third fiddle. Yeah, <laughs> they could be. 
Well, Brad Roush has well deep seen. ties with Ford, but they don't have the performance. Yeah, so that uh, might be on them and not Ford. Who knows? Sorry. Did, but Stuart Haas really needed to have their stock boosted, and that was a good stock boosting day. Stuart Haas has kind of fallen off since they split from getting uh, Penske support. It's been kind of weird, hasn't it? They, I mean, they had Harvick won nine races, what, two years ago now? Yeah, I believe but so. But other than that, they really haven't been as explosive as they were before. And look at the performance of the other teammates he had. Did anybody else win a race when he won nine? I think each of them won a race. What, even Boyer? I think Boyer won Martinsville that year, or was it the year before? It definitely wasn't Eric Amarella. He did not win anything in 2019. 2020. Or 2020 either. Is that the year Harvick won nine races? Was it 2020? I think he went on that hell of a run when they came back. Yeah, I believe so. That would be 2020. All right. Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) So, uh, geez. I mean, it's been a tough road for them to hoe over the last couple years at least. But I think this new car is going to be good for a lot of teams. I mean... Look at Childress. Look at Trackhouse. And the chil- yeah, well, another Childress-affiliated team. Yeah, they are on the campus, so <laughs> I'm pretty and sure even, they are. Even the 43, if he could keep the damn thing out of the wall. Mm. That thing should have been The 42, been he's just busy running into shit himself. Yeah. Jones's wreck uh, late there in the race, that he really, you know, if it was a different type of car, probably would have saved it. I don't, I think that he felt he had the thing caught and it just never came back and he's like oh this isn't good and then the thing he had to just lock it down hope for the best but um that thing got it wasn't really too bad out of shape either and no. it, it just it, went in the inside wall it seems like they were talking about the other day a lot of these guys are starting to figure out that basically now you just got to dump completely out of the throttle and abort because yeah. if you try and try and stay with it and feather it, it, you just can't hold on to it. Yeah, it's it has way less side force and down force in the back now, apparently. So, yeah. I mean, I'm well, not the tail of it's shorter by like seven inches. Yeah, ton less side force. So, I wouldn't say that on weight measurement. Yeah, it's a lot less side force. Um. So yeah, Chase Briscoe <clears throat> picked up the torch for SHR. Again, Harvick was quick. Uh, Chase Elliott, uh, he was quick. I think he spun late, fell off. Um, the Gibbs cars just really weren't there all day. Uh, I think uh, Hamlin got a pit road penalty for some reason. I think he was following Blaney and not paying attention to his gauges or something yep. and speeding on pit road, which was dumb. Yeah, he just parked on his bumper, he said, and just didn't pay attention yeah which isn't smart you got to pay attention to your own stuff um the good runs were had by ross chastain in that track house car he finished second i think that's at least his what second or third podium or something this year geez he's been quick yeah i think it's the second Uh, and it's really nice to see him performing like that and tyler reddick finished third i believe he also mentioned that they finally fixed his leg uh numbness issues because he Thank was, God. yeah, he was having one leg go numb, and then they'd say they'd try, they'd fixed it, and then he would uh, have the other leg go numb, and so it's like I wouldn't want to race with a freaking numb leg. You can't feel nothing. That sucks. God, it's got to be hard. Yeah, hit your marks with that. 
So again, the RCR affiliated teams are getting some really strong runs in. SHR is coming back to prominence. So this new car is really proving to be a very interesting setup here. But in relation to Chase Briscoe's win, Jess, I saved this until the end. It brings us into... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that never gets better. This week's Darf Comment of the Week. That's a terrible song, but we love it. <laughs> uh, so the Darf Comment of the Week. I actually got to do this without Phil this week because Phil has contributed for like the last month. Uh, I did it on my own. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> Uh, I can't see what Phil's doing on his camera, but that doesn't sound good. Um, <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> so it's I have a winner and I have an honorable mention that I'm going to bring out and make fun of tonight or this week, whatever. This dark uh, comment of the week goes to this Twitter user. It's, uh, I don't even think this name is real. Uh, it's Ricky Bumbalogh. B-U-M-B-A-L-O-U-G-H is the last name that's listed. Bumbalogh? Screw it. Bumbalogh? At, at, at Rick, R-I-C, underscore, 85, underscore, James on Twitter. So if you'd like to tell him how stupid he is, there's his Twitter handle and name. He says, in relation to the Chase Briscoe win in the Cup Series, kid don't deserve to win or even be in Cup. Just garbage. <laughs> what a stupid take. Like, honestly. I need more details. That, uh, Why? It has, it has more questions than answers, sir. Okay, I'll let you fill this in, Jess. Of all the flavors out there, you chose salty. Typically, a shit take needs an obvious lie. Wild allegation, zero explanations, and zero references. Just a series of words strung together that make no sense. Yours fit all of those. So let's all just have a moment here for a rudimentary backstory on Chase Briscoe. Finish him! Chase Briscoe is the son of a, let's call him respected, but not really famous sprint car driver. Uh, he did some dirt stuff, didn't do a lot. But when he got into asphalt racing, he went to work for Cunningham Motorsports and the ARCA team, not as a driver, but as a wrench. Uh, he slept on Ross Weiss's couch, waiting for a shot to get into the race car someday, because he knew if he worked hard enough that he could you know, at least get a tryout. Well, the day came that he got one, and he delivered. And race after race... For every single shot that this kid was given, he performed every single time. Chase Briscoe quite literally raced his way into the Cup Series in a time when nobody was doing it anymore, and he just won at NASCAR's top level. He's also done so without creating a wave of enemies in his wake and being an actual decent Christian boy and all the while. Yeah, he doesn't seem very Except hateable. Denny Hamlin. Oh, yeah, Denny Hamlin. Yeah, well. What's Denny Hamlin's to... not going to send him a Christmas card. Yeah, well, well, no one sends him Christmas cards either. Can we be fair? <laughs> <laughs> not even not even Denny Hamlin's. Oh, wait, she's gone. 
Yeah, I don't think his wife or estranged wife does anymore either. Uh, so anyway, so Mr. Bumbelaw... Bumblebee Tuna. Probably a fake name. Your poor attempt at a troll comment has won you the Darf comment of the week. You may... <laughs> Yeah, we'll save that one because you may celebrate with all 22 of your Twitter followers and maybe they too can revel in your continued trash takes. May God have mercy on your soul. How do you not like Chase Briscoe? How does he not deserve to be there after literally winning the race? <laughs> he won a ton of Xfinity races too. So. He won like nine in one freaking year. I don't Why know. Why do you think he's I in mean, the Cup Series? I think he needs a shot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you don't. You're not trash and win nine freaking races when he's got right. that much competition because he had pretty decent competition. And guess what? He just beat the best all day. Uh, he was going head to head with Cindric all year. Yeah, and Cindric just won the damn Daytona 500. I was listening to something quite interesting. It was an interesting t- uh, statistic I read. I heard that the top four in this Cup Series race were all Brad Keselowski Racing Truck Series alumni. Yep. As well uh-huh. as well as the Daytona 500 winner. So he's like Kevin Bacon now, the six degrees of Brad Keselowski. He, you know what? His truck team wasn't here for a, a while, but the pipeline of talent that poured from that thing is still showing dividends. I mean, look at the drivers that came out of that thing. So again, and Daytona 500 really- winner and the top four in this cup race were all BKR yeah. drivers. I really, really would like... BKR, uh, Tyler Reddick hair back. I gotta remember that. Was it the curly hair? What did he do? No, it was the long hair. Oh, he had really long hair, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, it's high and tight now. He's when he first started, it was nice and long. I don't even remember it. (laughs) I don't even remember it. That's how long ago it was. He was a shaggy-haired kid, and he was a weapon at first. Oh yeah. Well, he was a dirt racer coming to. NASCAR, he was way too aggressive. A lot of once, times, once he figured out how to rein it in, he got good really quick. And <laughs> you it looks like it? somebody from White Snake, dude. <laughs> that, oh my god, I don't even remember that hair, but what it is amazing. Yeah, Bring that, that hair great back, shit right there. <laughs> He's even got bangs, bro. <laughs> Jeez, there he goes again on his own. Jesus, <laughs> go down the only road he ever known. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. Oh, Tyler Reddick, you clean up way better. That's just terrible. <laughs> Man, grow that hair back out. That was amazing. Grow that back out for Throwback Weekend. <laughs> He's gonna have to put a wig on because that's gonna take him years to grow back out. Start a thing where you start growing your hair until you win, and let's see. Uh, oh, even that pick is bad. Woo! He looks like he's gonna speak to somebody's manager. <laughs> anyway. So, okay, I got to go into my honorable mention, okay, because esteemed uh, announcer Mike Joy, who is a Connecticut boy, uh, every time they go to Phoenix, not every time, sometimes when we go to Phoenix, he does make mention of 1988 when Alan Kowicki won his first race at Phoenix in the first, I I believe it was the first cup race at Phoenix, right? I believe it was the first one, yeah. And... I mean, Phoenix had been around a long time before that, but they never held a cup race. Yeah. Kowicki, when he won that race, it was his first win in cup, and he won, and he had it planned out, like the story goes, that he was going to do something memorable so that the people would remember him. 
So he did the now famous Polish victory lap. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, and to this day people still do the Polish victory lap on short tracks, on national series, everywhere. They all do it. But I found this Twitter user. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking okay, about. Okay, here we go. Aaron Collins at AC2477 on Twitter with a picture of, I don't know what it is as his avatar. It looks like a coyote and a sunset. Weird, but okay. That's not you, dude. He tweets to Mike Joy, who... Let us remind everybody, is a national treasure. You cannot say anything negative to Mike Joy. Now, this idiot says, Mike Joy, just a thought. Maybe throw out or retire the term Polish victory lap. The Polish people are great people. NASCAR is better than this. Come on, guys. Let's do better. God, I hate him. Don't ever say... We can do better. Let's you, do better. Did you see my better. response? I did not, actually. But oh, I read... I figured that's how you saw it. No, I read every other response because I never saw yours. I just saw this. I was I was literally searching pages and came across it. Every single response was somebody saying, I have Polish blood and I love it. Shut up, you're a moron. You Basically, suck, If there's anybody in this world that I can't stand... The most, it is people who get mad on the sake of, or for the sake of others, or on others' behalf, I should say. The people who get mad on others' behalf, whether they know it or not. So I can't every stand it. In the government, all the people who say that thoughts and prayers don't don't stop anything and don't save any lives, but then they'll go out and buy a Ukraine T-shirt. And act like it's going to save the war or stop the war or something like that. (laughs) As a Polish person, that guy can get fucked. See? The Polish people that I read, and they were all genuinely Polish because they had an I in the last, their last names ended with Ski or something like that. It's Ski, Ska, or Skoo. Yeah, that's, yeah. They were all Ski, is basically (laughs) commenting on it. And um, they all said, we love it. We think it's a great tribute because he was Polish and it reminds us of that moment. It was a great victory for Polish Uh. people. And I'm like, yeah, shut up. Maybe you should do better and keep your damn mouth shut. The Polish people are proud people and they're grown-ups. It showed that us Polish people can do something. (laughs) Right. They don't take everything so effing seriously for the sake of uh, political correctness. That's what the Polish people are. They're just cool. Yeah, they don't need somebody else to be mad for them, okay? Calm down. If you're going to go out and be mad on someone else's behalf, maybe you should worry about yourself, folks. Please, stop it. Enough. It's just patronizing. I hate it when people do that. Let's do better, Jess. We need to do better. No. That's that's what's wrong with Twitter. (laughs) Everything has to be a one-liner. It's not just Twitter. It's everything. And and social media. Everything has to be a one-liner. Has to be the real home run quote. And everything. That's going to be the landmark of a nation. Maybe I'll meme myself into bettering the world. Go kill yourself. (laughs) 
Oh, great. Jesse's everything, telling people to kill himself again. Every, every stupid quote, every idiotic term on social media has to be some kind of slam dunk. Take yourself and slam dunk yourself into a trash can. Slam dunk <laughs> yourself on the sword you used to slay all the people on Twitter. <laughs> Fall upon that shit. Kill yourselves. Kill yourself. We're good at this. <laughs> Jess, you know, we really need to stop telling people to kill themselves. We need to do better. Why don't you go kill yourself? <laughs> Suicide is badass. Suicide is badass. Uh, All right. So, yeah. My computer must be listening to me because it just showed me a video from Dinner with Racers. For self-help? No, Dinner with Racers for Alan Kowicki. So it's listening. I don't have... It's self-aware. It's self-aware. So there you go. Uh, Stop it. Get some help. To Aaron Collins at AC2477. Fall on the sword you brought with you. Because you we do not need people being mad for others on their behalf. Shut up. No. No. Be better and uh, watch out for yourself. How's that sound? All right. This shit show's pretty much over because I don't have anything else going on. Again, I'm too busy working and, You're you know. Fired. Getting <laughs> getting ready for the season. We're probably over an hour anyway. What's the difference? We're an hour 16, Brent. We're really shaved <laughs> off the time, Brent. <laughs> oh, we're making a short episode this week. It's only an hour and 15 instead of an hour and 30, 40, whatever. Ryan Waterman thanks us. Yeah, a lot of people are thanking us because we just can't shut up. Okay, I'll shut up. Shut up! Thank you. Ooh, I got a Shut your bitch ass I got a refund from Rock Auto for 35 bucks, so beers are on me. Shut up! Okay, no beers for you, then. I promise we'll have better episode next week. Uh, anyway, until no, next we week. <laughs> no, we won't. Have you listened to this? Have you listened have to, you us, listened seen, to us? Yeah, have you seen our listen counts? They're not great. There's a reason I don't listen. <laughs> I do just to make sure I didn't screw something up. Anyway, uh, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. I swear we'll be back on YouTube someday. You can send us feedback to Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com. And you can get us by voicemail by anchor.fm slash Making Laps. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. You can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash BrentGleason. You can find Phil at... Wait for at PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. No. And his name is John C. Oh, the boy has entered the... <laughs> I swear to God. He only knows one sound on the soundboard, and that's all he's going to click. No, you stop. All right, so, boy... Boy. What do I do, Lord? Destroy oh, the child. I swear. This is their plan, people. These are. I swear demons. I'm trying to end the show. I really do. All right, boy. How do we end the show? And please, for the love of God, do it nicely. Keep the door sit down and stay on the fence. And his name is John C. And his Every... name is John Sassy. Damn it, not again. <laughs> Not supposed to say that. I think and we're gonna suspend him for a week for saying sausage nipples. <laughs> we didn't learn that from us. 
No, I, again, again, Stop. he didn't learn it from us, and we've already told them what they are. Get him away from the damn board. We're trying to end this thing. And I hate John Cena anyway. John you did it again. I have crippling depression. That's me. I do after listening to this show. <sighs> this is my life. All right. Catch you all later. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next week.